0: Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast, Your first stop for strength talk and all things bench press. Now, kick back, relax, and let us entertain you. And remember, you can meet us on the bench. Welcome to the show today. We moved inside because outside is getting cold as shit. It is turning winter, slowly but surely. And it is Halloween and it is spooky out there. Today is Halloween and we don't know who's walking around causing mischief. I see my Patriots pumpkin, want to smash it because I'm in New York. But we, anyway, we located up to the Big Bench's HQ office space. If you're watching on YouTube, you're getting a little bit different look today. Alright, so what I want to cover today, today's topic. Developing a step-by-step approach to your lifting. I'm going to make all of your lives a lot easier right now, today. All right. What I'm going to cover today is going to make your lifting uh, a lot easier, much less frustrating. And you are going to find more progress than you ever have before by adopting this process. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like a solid plan. Sounds like something good's going to happen for you today. So keep listening. All right. Is so it going to take very long? Is it going to be real simple all right because that's the whole gist of this whole thing is keeping things simple. Most lifters stall out from overthinking things. I see that all the time you know I give cues out at the gym especially with certain people I have to be very very careful with how many cues I give them. I can't cover too much at one time because know what ends up happening is they start thinking of everything. And then they get nothing done. Alright, you're worried about where your foot or your footing is, you're worried about how you're creating the leg drive and activating your glutes, all while trying to keep your shoulders pinched. Doesn't work that way. I think this is especially
1: true in the deadlift, especially conventional. Some people just need to lift it up.
0: Especially the deadlift, because that out of all the lifts, there's no eccentric portion to that lift. So, you literally do not get to feel that bar until you have all that weight right in your hands all of a sudden all right and that's a tough position to get weight moving you know out in front of you like that uh doing the hip hinge pattern that's a tough one I mean the squat you're coming down with that weight you're gonna feel it you know you 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 were gonna feel how it could potentially crush you so you got time to adjust deadlift you just gotta go in there and you gotta rip it all right. Same with the bench You have time to feel that weight coming down You have time to adjust You can see lifters who don't know how to Create that intensity with the lightweights They quickly find it when it gets heavy Because you just have to With a deadlift, you could come in there With a half-assed approach Thinking too much, not bring enough intensity And just get stuffed in the bottom uh, and We've seen you a few times you, you either hit 500 You hit 550, you don't know what you're going to get that day You know, and when you got your good music pumping, you're amped up. You lift a lot better. Just goes up. Just goes up. Whereas I got some crazy Godsmack shit going or something, and you're just not as good. (laughs) But intensity is probably the number one thing for the deadlift. So especially for that lift, I'll tell my lifters, uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta stop thinking about the cues and you just gotta lift aggressive because that's gonna do much more for you than is trying to think about all these things and concepts that we're touching on. You know, right? Uh, the worst one is the pull into the bar. I think that completely kills people's intensities, which it really shouldn't, but um, I find that that is the number one cue to kill a lifter's intensities, trying to teach them how to leverage into the bar. Because um, then they start trying to bend the bar half fast. They don't put enough effort to that. Um, and then when they drop their hips, uh, there's a lot of tension that's required to get that bar moving effectively, and there's just no drive. Um, you get that wedge, and then there's no drive. So, one of those things, you just got to grab it, grip it, and rip it. That's sometimes my favorite cue. I'm just being aggressive. Freaking grip and rip. But, um, yeah, that's the number one thing. Lifters are stolen from overthinking. Um, we had uh, just one of our lifters the other day. She finally broke through that big. 135-pound, big plate barrier on the bench press. Um, and that's a very common thing for most lifters is that plate. that When you add that plate, it's in your head. I know it was for me for deadlifts for a while trying to get in that five plates. Uh, even when I had six plates on the multiply gear, um, trying to work through knowing I have another plate on that bar. It, 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 whether you realize it or not kind of freaks you out a little bit. I've seen girls lift a
1: quarter and two tens and fail a plate.
0: I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. Um, and that was her case as well. She she smoked a quarter, two tens, and then when the big plate came on, it did not go up. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't think there's any physics behind that. I think it's and just it's a mental thing. closer to the bar. But, um, yeah, that's a, it's a huge mental hurdle. And I think when that big plate comes on, even more thinking is done. And trying to go over your cues and... Thinking about how to stay tight instead of just getting aggressive with it um, and just letting it fly, and especially so in a meat prep. When you're in a meat prep, I, I really stop cueing my lifters um, and teaching them new concepts as we get into a meat. You know, within six five weeks, you know that's a time when you need to be focused on hitting certain numbers. You need to be focused on execution. So all the learning has been done, has taken place. Now it is time to execute, all right? So um, that's really big. When you come up to a meet, stop thinking about your lifts. You just do them. Just do them, all right? And the human mind, you know, we're, we're complex, but we're, we're simple. in the fact that if we try to think of multiple things at once while we're trying to, to lift, you know, display maximal effort, maximal strength, uh, we can't think of more than one thing at once it's just we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to display that maximum strength it's not gonna happen all right, so you are gonna do yourselves wonders if you're this person if you're falling into this category of person that we're talking about here you're thinking a bunch and you know you're doing it everyone knows they're doing it lots going through that head before you approach the bar all right if you're someone that does that best thing I'm gonna tell you is to keep it tech uh keep it very simple. Alright. Next time you go into the gym, keep it super simple. You can only work on one thing at a time. That's what I'll tell my lifters. We we are they have a check-in. Every time they post a lifting video, they have a check-in. And now number one thing is I want to know what you focused on that, that day, that session. Alright. And I say it has to be singular and it has to be focused. Because it has to be just one cue that they worked on that day. And I've been even posting some things on my, my personal account when I'm benching too. And I'd be posting what I'm working on. All right? Usually it's just one thing that I'm really trying to get better at with that session. So I'm not worried about my foot placement. I'm not worried about how I'm using my glutes. Uh, you know, There's a lot of things that I need to get better at before next meet. But I'm only going to accomplish that by doing one cue at a time. Once I master that and I get proficient at that, I will move on to something else. Some take a little longer than others to get down, and that's okay. You know, I have some lifters too that will keep the same focus for weeks on end, if not a month long. You know, We will continue working on one cue. That might be how long it takes to get the concept down, but we aren't going to rush that, and we're going to keep it super simple. We're not going to make progress. All right? One
1: of the best... Uh, <clears throat> ways to get nowhere, sort of get everything done at once. That's correct. So by each training session, you just focus on one thing, and then next training session, you might, like you said, you might continue that one thing, or you might move on to another thing. But it's not like once you move past that, the uh, effect goes away. You've learned it, you've ingrained it. It's like second nature now.
0: Yeah, uh, we just talked uh, last podcast about developing habits, uh, time management strategies, and I was, I believe, I was discussing how. I I started taking walks or doing some type of activity to do my yoga program before I lift uh, because I found that otherwise I was having a hard time kind of fitting that into my routine, into my day with everything going on. Um, so I planned it at that particular time. So it, it's just like that. Once I that becomes second nature, maybe I'll add in something else. So maybe I'll go for a walk, then I'll do my yoga stuff, and I'll just make it an entire routine because then that time it's just a grain it's just something that i do um going for a walk when i wake up in the morning or you know whatever the case may be um once you get proficient at that it's just like queuing right adding another one but you're not going to try to do it all at once all right um it's like dieting you're not going to try to overhaul everything at once you might want to start with eliminating that that um that second snickers that you had the afternoon. Not even both of them. Just the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you got me. Small steps. <laughs> yeah, you eat two stickers a day. Just take one sticker away. You Small get that steps sticker. end up becoming
1: lasting habits, and that's really what you need with any lifestyle change.
0: Yep, absolutely. And
1: um, we, we got I'll a.
0: Get, also, we got a question here too. Question coming in. Yeah, from Jeremy Maza. And that's from if you're watching Instagram Live. If we go live on Instagram, usually we are filming this podcast. Please join us and shoot those questions away. What's your thoughts on bench pressing every day for strength gains? Bench pressing every day. All right. So I've talked about this topic before in, in bench clinics when I go over programming. Now it really depends on your goals. All right. If you're a full power lifter, um, benching every day is probably not conductive to your goals. All right. Someone like myself bench only lifter right now um, i can bench more frequently um, than someone whose primary goal is not just to get their bench up but also their other lifts as well so you got to understand what you're training for and then um, i covered the concept as you most certainly can bench every day you can perform the movement every day it's how you manage your intensities that matters all right um, you take a someone who's in a manual labor job for example all right, they do not get to choose when they rest. Uh, their job is what their job is for the day. Sometimes they're going to accumulate more fatigue than other times, um, but eventually they're going to adapt. It's that adapt or die um, type mindset. You know, that's that's how the body reacts. We we adjust to things, that uh, stimulus that's thrown at us. Uh, manual labor job, you are going to eventually adjust to that or you're just not going to be able to keep up and handle it. All right, so same thing with benching. You can't bench every day, but you cannot max out every day. Um, that is not going to work well. But just take a look at what some of the stuff Chris Duffin's been doing. Um, like he did a 800-pound squat for an entire month. That's pretty high intensity. And he did that for an entire month straight. I think it was to raise money for charity or bring awareness. Um, but you see what he did. You can absolutely bench every day, but I'm sure he's not going to go a whole year Trying to mm-hmm. squat 800, it's not going to be um, conducive to him getting <coughs> further. But um, yeah, you can absolutely bench every day, but again, you got to manage the intensities. So I wouldn't recommend it. Usually, I stick to two or three days. Three days um, mm-hmm. is usually where I start with my bench-only guys. And then we got one more from Cole 490. He uh, he has a problem with having
1: spotters. That I do not have much knowledge and about the lift-off and they won't let them work through the mid range without help, any suggestions. And I told him that spotter education would be key on this one. Yeah,
0: that just comes down to educating your spotters. You know, every time um, mm-hmm. you're thrown into a situation with new guys, you just have to take the time to uh, explain what you're expecting during the handoff um, or side spots or whatever the case may be. When I'm working with a new set of people, um, it's always kind of a learning process, but. Um, It comes down to me communicating effectively with them what I expect, and then the rest is history there.
1: It's like if I were asked to spot someone who's doing gymnastics, and I was spotting a backflip. They'd have to teach me and tell me how to help them in order for them not to fall or fail, because I just don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's just that's it's simple as that. You just got to uh, take the time to educate them. I know you kind of get thrown into different situations every now and then,
1: especially at commercial gyms. You find some shitty spotters, some shitty lifters.
0: Yeah, so that's just nature of the game, fellas. But um, yeah, that one's that one's real simple. Uh, we have some videos mm-hmm. on YouTube too uh, How to Give a Good Handy. That's a great video uh, featuring Jimmy Hill, and um, that's one you can. If you have people that you work with consistently, um, you want to show them something that explains it well. I think that's a great video to start. Uh, so I wanted to jump into giving an example of simplifying your approach. Uh, say you want to get really good at bench press. All right, how I teach it at a bench clinic. All right, if you get you look on our website, you go to that clinics page if you ever want to attend one. You're going to gain a lot of great knowledge um all the dates are up there or if you want to get one scheduled at your gym near you uh, just feel free to email me and we will work on setting that up and i'll come out to you guys
1: or if you can't come not available dvds are available yes
0: dvds I was filmed the great dvd earlier this year so if you uh cannot make it out and you want to see all that content there's a great video product right there so bench press all right how i'll break that down I break it down first into phases, all right. So now we can put cues, assign cues to certain phases of the lift that happen at different time periods, all right. So we're not thinking about things we need to do during the press when we're trying to set up. We're not thinking about takeout principles while we're trying to press. You know, it's it's all in a it's a, all in a timely fashion, all right. So there's a timeline to it, and there's certain cues assigned to each phase. Okay, so I break it down to setup. All right, we have to worry about what's going on in the setup before we can worry about anything else. The takeout. All right, got to worry about getting that bar out into precision before we go and press it. Then the press itself. That's finally when we are executing things we need to worry about when we're trying to execute the lift. All right, so we break it down into phases, and then we break it down to cues within those phases so that you can work on them in each appropriate timeline. So for the setup for example it's going to start with your pinch and tuck alright keep it real simple guys you have to, I see lifters trying to do the whole slide back stuff without getting their pinch and tuck and then they miss the benefit of that slide back because they never really had that pinch and tuck to begin with to expand upon so pinch and tuck two would be going through that slide back process using your feet to help further your position and then uh, bringing your feet down to the floor alright super simple Super simple, right? You hear that, you're like, all right. Everybody wants to try to run before they can walk. Yeah, everyone wants to jump ahead. They, um, they,
1: they see on the ground, they see the cool setup, they see you know the slide back, they don't
0: understand the whole concept. Yeah, so if you see that stuff, you first you just got to work on the first step, pinch and tuck. And sometimes you may be doing that shitty and you don't even realize. And that's going to throw everything else out. So uh, keep it super simple. So if you're working on your bench press, you're first going to attack... What's happening during the setup? Because that happens before all the other phases. All the other phases will go to shit unless the setup is perfect and everything's executed well. So work on that pinch and tuck. Work on that step one. And work on that for the entire session. Next session, maybe you go to working on that bridge and that slide back. Alright, next session. Maybe you work on the foot placement. And guys, it's going to take longer than one session usually. Work on these things multiple sessions, multiple weeks. You know, Take your time with it. Um, but keep it simple one cue at a time all right so that's how you can begin implementing this strategy and i have a really good article on elite fts that that breaks it down i think this one actually hit number one article uh, this year in january and it's a fantastic article because it tells you how to Exactly do what we're talking about today. Breaking things down to a step-by-step approach, uh, the different phases to the bench, and how you can w- work on all this stuff effectively without confusing the shit out of yourself. All right? Uh, we got some activity here on the gram.
1: Yeah, we got a uh, from cole forty-nine zero. What's it like training for just one lift? A lot of accessories because he prefers the uh, the big three.
0: All right. So training for a lot of lifts.
1: Or uh, just one lift
0: i oh, sorry. So yep. training for for a single lift, well, I'll tell you it's a hell of a lot easier and better than training for three lifts. That's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I've been on both sides of the spectrum getting ready for you know the big Arnie that I had uh, when I was trying to compete 198. Um, training all three lifts. I that was it's tough because especially in the heat of meat prep when you're trying to hit specific numbers, each one's going to take a little bit out of the other and it's really tough to have a week where all three go very well and when one doesn't go well it can really get in your head and start messing with you mentally um so maybe one week this squat or the deadlift goes really well then and then the next one the squat didn't go so well and then you're like shit i missed this squat not good you know and then you're you're thinking about squatting stuff and you're throwing exercises in for that um it's tough to progress all three exercises at the same time. And it always seemed like every training cycle, even if all the factors remain the same, it always seems like one lift is bumping up over the other. Um, and you can never really uh, pinpoint why, but that's just the way it goes. But it's tough to manage all that volume and intensity uh, in a training week. Whereas, so if I'm just training for bench press, um, right now I'll have like my one really high intensity um, you know, shirt day or ram day, and then the other day, um, I can kind of choose if I want to push it high intensity. So some weeks I get couple lifts in a week that are pretty high intensity, but that's only if I'm feeling up to it. Some weeks you just feel a little battered down from the shirt work or the heavy overloads, and that's when I turn it into some type of speed work day, allow myself more recovery. But it's much much easier to manage um, that fatigue when you're training for one lip. So uh, I was just talking to some of my buddies the other day. We were texting back and forth. Uh, They got a few meets coming up, and they are feeling pretty beat to shit, most of them. They all got some injuries and stuff like that. Um, And um, then I'm saying, I I called them like old men, and I I made some joke, and then one of them shot back at me that it must be nice only to bench. But, uh, you know, that's the truth. A lot easier for me to manage that fatigue, manage injuries, stuff like that. Because, uh, again, I'm only worrying about one thing right now. So hope that answers the question. Anything else on the, on the gram? All right, guys. So um, I'm pretty much going to wrap it up here. I just want to stress that concept. Simple is best. And I'm sure, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, man, that's me. You're the type of person that needs to just take a step back and lift aggressive. And um, it seems like it's been a general trend. we got some lifters on our team now getting ready for some meets. And I've seemed to be catching myself saying this uh, more often than not. Um, I I stopped the cueing, and I'm just like, hey, you need to take a step back. you got to stop thinking about this. You're getting in your own head. I've said this multiple times to multiple people. All right, You just need to lift aggressive. All right, This is the time to just lift aggressive. And they've all stepped up. They've all hit good lifts. Because they're not thinking about stuff anymore. And you'll never see this more profound than when you have a new lifter. And you're trying to tell them a lot of stuff. You can't tell them much. You can't tell a new lifter much. Because you know what happens? They start trying to deadlift. And they're looking at you the whole time. And then they start picking it up and they're they're moving like a like a slug, right? And they're, they're still looking at you for a sign of approval, and they're still looking at you, and they're going like one mile per hour, and then you're just like, you just got to freaking lift the bar next time. They're, you're like, I got all my cues right, doing everything correctly. Yeah, they're staring at you. <laughs> you shift over to the right, and then they're turning their head to the right looking at you for approval. Uh, you just got to lift, and then we'll talk about it after. That's what I tell them. We'll talk about it after. I just want you to lift. Depth. Same with the squat. You ever teach a new person to squat and you're talking about depth and then they start fishing for it and they're looking at you, oh, am I there yet? It's like, just, you got to do it and then we'll talk about it after. All right. All right, guys. And this
1: is definitely something that I probably have an issue with just because, you know, we like to read, we like to go articles, we go like new science, new training, new health, nutrition, everything. But just keep things stupid, keep things simple. Yeah. You know, it probably digest a lot easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of uh, information out there, and that can confuse us as well. Um, sometimes you just you need know, to eliminate all those outside stimuluses and just uh, freaking lift aggressive, freaking lift heavy, fellas.
1: And a lot of times the basics are the basics for a reason. There's a building block. You put everything up on it, and a lot of people, they add like new fat exercises into their routine,
0: and then those exercises never leave. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So Simple is best. All right, wend it out there, guys. Just a game changer. Re listen to this if you didn't understand. Game changer, all right. So, you know where to find us on the bench and at Instagram at Big Benches. Go to YouTube, subscribe there. Uh, if you are interested in getting involved with our team, we just uh, posted up today one of our lifters, Joan Swart. Uh, I want to give her a shout-out. She did a fantastic job uh, at the South Africa Championships with the IPF, three gold medals. She has been crushing her equip numbers, um, and her raw numbers are going up as well. She is doing triples with her old singles, uh, absolutely crushing it, and her technique is better than ever. Um, So if you want to talk about joining our team, everyone gets a free initial assessment. by emailing me their video uh, at coachben at bigbenches.com. That is my email. You can send in your video. Uh, I will give you a whole breakdown of what you need to work on, how long it would take to get to your desired goal, um, and we'll have a conversation about that. All right, and you know where to find Elvis? At small arm, Legs strong. Someone was talking about today about um, it's like big thigh something. Oh. So I was gonna make a joke. Small arm, legs strong. His legs are strong, his arms are small. Alright, guys. You have been listening to The Bash Cat. <laughs>